listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. Huh? 100.7 KSLX. Hey, KSLX, uh, cracking me up because I got that song stuck in my head the other day. Okay. You know how that happens, right? It's uh, just ridiculous sometimes. I'm just sitting at the kitchen table. I was doing something or other, mindless something, and I'm just going the whole time going... You were making that noise? Yeah. You were doing that around, just just sitting at the house? (laughs) Did your wife give you a helmet or something? Finally, she goes, what are you singing? I'm like, it's The Stroke by Billy Swear. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's what it is. She goes, I knew it sounded familiar. You know, the funny thing about it is if I saw you just sitting in the office doing that going, (laughs) I would think you were having a stroke. Yeah, it just got wedged in my brain. Yeah, a little bit. All right, so uh, coming up, uh, we'll talk baseball. I guess we'll talk that at various times this morning. Sure, yeah. You know, today is, yeah, it's opening day. The traditional July 23rd opening of the baseball season. We're a week away from August. Let's start baseball, shall we? (laughs) It's so weird, but it would be nice to have something to watch on television. Absolutely. Live sports, you know, because they're running out of pre-recorded television, really. That's kind of why it's happening. Yeah. I'm tired of 1970. Four playoff games. I really am. <laughs> it is July 23rd of 2020. Today is opening day in Major League Baseball. Diamondbacks play tomorrow in San Diego, but there is one game today. Uh, two games, excuse me. The first one is the Washington Nationals, the World Series champs from last year, taking on the New York Yankees. And to me, it's to me, it's just not baseball without fans in the stands. Fans who are sitting there attentively watching their phones. I agree. Yes, yes. It's just not baseball without that. Yeah, I, you know, having uh, having grown up in Boston at Fenway Park, which was a small capacity uh, stadium, I can remember walking up there the aisle and looking to the left and looking to the right and actually seeing people because it's a, you know it's an old school baseball stadium with the newspaper open, <laughs> yes. checking checking box scores uh, around the league. Yep, uh, yesterday's true, true story, or doing, yesterday's cell phone. Yeah, I've seen yes. people. I've actually seen people doing crosswords during baseball games because let's face it, sometimes it's a slow game. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Yeah, we would go, you know, we would go to a lot of Diamondbacks game. My wife would do the scoring, the actual scoring in scoring a, in a the pitches. Book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a you know, a little system you got to figure out, but it's kind of fun. I have a buddy of mine named Ray that does that now. He goes yeah. to every game. He's a Dodgers fan. He goes to every, he lives in Los Angeles, goes to every Dodgers game, sits there with his little, his spiral notebook and has, you know, he goes through like yeah. two or three spiral notebooks a season. He goes to every home game because he's a season ticket holder yep. and he charts every pitch. Well, nerd. He's got a lot less work to do this year. I, I mean, on the, and he's not going to be able to do it. I wonder if that screws up. Like, I wonder if he's OCD yeah. about that. I mean, the positive thing, there's plenty of parking outside the stadium. All right. Yeah. Don't have go. to worry about yeah. that. Not going to jack up the prices for certain games. I have questions, though. Yeah. All right. Question number one. Who shags the balls hit into the stands? That's Foul a, balls that's or, or home question. run balls? Who chases down the home run balls? That's a, yeah. you know, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Who gets the home run balls and the foul balls, too? All right. Uh, what else? Will they do... Um, will there be, like, any, like, any organ playing? You know, to get things... Yeah. To, to, to sort of, you know... There won't yeah, be any I, of that. There it, won't be any of that stuff. Because an organ player would be like, I, I don't know. We could ask, like, Bobby Freeman still does the Diamondback stuff. Right. We could ask him if he's even going to be there because there's no crowd to psych up. One of my friends, one of my good friends, is the San Diego Padres in-stadium announcer. 
Do they have an in-stadium announcer up there announcing who's up to bat? It all seems like, weird. Any of that stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, because if it's going to be on television, yeah. here, we now go live to the in-stadium announcer for the announcer. You know what I mean? It's kind of a there are a lot of questions. And you're saying they are going to pipe in some sound effects and things like that? Well, they're going to they they have piped in some crowd noise in some of the preseason okay. games that they show. You know, just the exhibition stuff. I don't know if they're going to do that. Here's a question: No fans in the stands, right? Yeah. Seventh inning stretch. Does it exist? Boy. I hadn't even thought of that because it is a fan's thing, right? The players are stretched out. They've been out there for seven innings. And does somebody sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game? Do they do that on television? Does it become sort of a television thing where, you know, Ozzy Osbourne comes in there and butchers Take Me Out to the Ball Game? Yeah, or some sort of produced celebrity thing or some sort of produced video. Maybe they get a out. maybe they get a frontline worker or somebody like that to do that this time around. Or, I don't you know, know. they're going to really change the game around a bit for presentation this time. I'm confused. A little bit. Don't mind telling you. Yeah, a little bit. It's time to keep you updated here. All righty then. And entertain. Okay then. Oh, it's Corona. Coronavirus. Worse than music from Billy Ray Cyrus. Yep. Uh, you know, when we started doing this feature, we had no idea that we would still be doing it uh, at this point in the summer because we thought the virus would magically disappear. Just one day, it would just be gone. But it's not. It's not. <clears throat> it's still Damn here. It. So we have to still give you a coronavirus update. With jokes. So, here's one that's, uh, oh, this is bad. The NFL, which is uh, not an organization known for passing on potential revenue. No. Has canceled its entire preseason. Which uh, they, which was a huge revenue maker for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, nobody loves the NFL preseason. The players hate it, and yep. fa- fans are always like, will you hurry up and start the regular season? Yeah, but, why am I paying for season tickets and I have to pay for these stupid games that mean nothing? Yeah, but canceling it completely... It's a bad sign. Yep, not good. Uh, I, I think no, like, of all the things that would be bad for the American psyche, no football would be very bad for the American psyche. Yeah, I, and, you know, and let's face it, it's one of those games where it has, outside of hockey, it might have the most intimate contact in all of professional sports. Yeah, yeah. So. Why are prostitutes so bad at social distancing? I don't know. Why are prostitutes so bad at social distancing? Well, because they specialize in keeping two feet apart. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. And so, the United States has recorded more new cases of coronavirus in the past two weeks than it did for the entire month of June. But on the positive tip, uh, the U.S. government and Pfizer have reached a deal to produce 100 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine as soon as it is available. And that's pretty good. It's still going to need emergency authorization before it can be distributed. But at least there's going to be $100 million, And apparently the government says they're going to try and make it free or very affordable for people. So that's a good sign for all of that. At least we've got Pfizer on the case. Yes, exactly. So Larry's sitting at work. And his boss walks over to his desk while the phone is ringing. He says, hey, man, why don't you pick that up? <clears throat> Larry says, well, I like to pick it up on the third ring. It makes me seem really cool. <laughs> his boss says, well, well, pick it up. Jesus. Larry goes, Fine. 911, what's your emergency? (laughs) So, as of yesterday, no American tourists whatsoever are allowed to travel to the Bahamas. I mean, we're we're not talking about going and having a two week quarantine or something like that or paying a deposit. Banned completely. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now you don't have to wonder why you're not seeing any Atlantis commercials on TV. Yeah, that makes sense. It's wasted money is what that is. Hey, 
what do you call a, a bulletproof Irishman? I don't know. What do you call a bulletproof Irishman? Uh, ricochet. <laughs> and there is your coronavirus update with, with jokes. jokes. Opening day of baseball. You know what? Let's talk to this guy real quick. Okay. Hey, what's your what's your name? This is Steve. What's your favorite baseball movie? Field of Dreams. Did you cry? <laughs> no. Come on now. No. <laughs> he cried. He probably cried. You know he cried. Yeah. Probably cried. Is uh, uh, Field of Dreams, would that be on your list? Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, yeah, it's a cool movie. I, I, I like my baseball movies to have a little bit of, um, like, levity and fun and stuff to them. Like, I like The Sandlot. I thought The Sandlot was awesome. <laughs> the Sandlot was a great, because it really uh, captured what it was like to be a kid and play baseball. Uh, of course, Major League is, is a classic. You put snot on the ball? I haven't got an arm like yours. I got to put anything on it I can find. <laughs> Someday you will too. Yeah, I mean that's that's a real ba- I, like for a baseball fan, that's a legitimate conversation that takes place in yeah. locker rooms. People people doctor the ball and stuff and yeah. as you get older you start to try to find ways to cheat the game. Yeah, if you don't you know, if you're not familiar with it, there's you know, if you put substances on the ball, Vaseline, you know, any kind of any kind of uh lubricant, it, it, the ball move more when you throw it. Gaylord Perry made a career out of it. They yes. were always trying to catch him, you know, where did he hide the the gel and stuff that yeah. on his uniform that yeah. he used to grease the ball up with. Yeah, and if you get caught, you know, you get thrown out of the game, stuff like that. Also, you know, it'll be interesting because we've got baseball starting and there'll be no fans. you got to wonder if we're going to hear some of the conversations between the pitcher and catcher because the catcher essentially calls the game, yeah. and if the pitcher doesn't listen to him, bad things happen, like Nuke Lelouch in Bull Durham. I told him I was going to throw a deuce, right? Yep. Man, that ball got out of here in a hurry. You know, anything travels that far, I'd have a damn stewardess on it, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, because if, 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 a, if a catcher calls for a sign and the pitcher doesn't want to throw the pitch, the catcher the catcher's like, all right, I'll tell the batter. The batter will hit a home run. Yeah. That does happen in baseball. It's a, The catcher's sort of like the, the coach of the team. Yeah. So I, I feel the dreams is a good one. Um, like the natural with Robert Redford. Sure, yeah. That's, I, that, no, that doesn't get a lot of love these days. Roy Hobbs, though, and Kim Basinger was in the movie. Yeah. Looking spectacular. How about Eight Men Out? Eight Men Out was a big one. I've seen that. I've only seen it once, and it was fairly recently. Yeah. Very good movie. Charlie yeah. Sheen was in that one, as well as being in Major League. Uh, I have never been a huge fan of Walter Matthau outside of the Bad News Bears because he was awesome in it. Hey, Engelberg. What? There's chocolate all over this ball. <laughs> Look, Mr. Buttermaker, quit bugging me about my food. People are always bugging me about it. My shrink says that's why I'm so fat. So you're not doing me any good, so let's quit it. You're not doing me any good, okay. so let's quit it. <laughs> he was, I mean, that's Walter, because Walter Matthau is, you know, he just looks so, so mopish and, yes. and completely un, uninterested in all of it. Uh, Bad News Bears is obviously a classic. Yep. And it's funny looking back at it now, you thought Walter Matthau looked so old when you were watching the movie as like a preteen or teen. Right. Now he looks like a young man. Yeah. In, uh, in comparison. So yep. hey, if you've got a favorite baseball movie, sure, why not today? But it being opening day and anything to distract from the news of the day. We'll, we'll be more than happy to hear it. So, all right, we're talking baseball movies. First day of baseball today. Yeah, amazingly, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, uh, on July twenty third. How weird does that feel? Yep. All right, what's your favorite baseball movie? Yes, a league of your own. There's no crying in baseball. Yeah, a league of their own. Very good. You know, I like that movie except for the scenes with the girls. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. Right. It's all girls. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's all girls. 
<laughs> I love it, too. Take care. All right, guys. Have a great day. Take Good care. Good movie. Good movie there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, and maybe one of the greatest lines ever uttered in a baseball movie. There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. No, no, because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. No crying. Well, there's, <laughs> sometimes there's crying in baseball. Tom Hanks, <laughs> great stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, when I was a kid, we used to get all excited when Pride of the Yankees would come on. From 1942 with Gary Cooper as Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse. Yeah, see, in Boston, we had a similar story that was also equally sad, which was called Fear Strikes Out. Jimmy Pearsall. Oh, Jimmy Pearsall. Who, starring, who nuts. Uh, starring Anthony Perkins. Yes. His, the only other role I can name that Anthony Perkins was in outside of Psycho. Right. <laughs> was, yeah, no. It was him starring as Jimmy Pearsall, who was a baseball player who was mentally unstable and, and went crazy during games. I used to love uh, Pride of the Yankees. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, though. I wonder if I watch it now. If, if it, it would hold if up. If it would hold up. Yeah. Because it, it, it's very corny. Yeah. And, well, yeah, well, I mean, and of course, you got the, the famous speech at the end. Today, today, yeah, today. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's uh, you know, baseball movies. It's, it's weird. You know, did you play baseball as a kid? I played a lot of baseball. I never played, like, organized stuff. But we yeah, played stickball all the time, played softball all the time. And we'd always have, like, baseball where you'd make up your own teams and stuff and play on the field down at the, the elementary school. I would love to tell you I was good as a Little League baseball player. I was not. But I will tell you the stories in a little bit. We'll get into it. As long as we're talking about opening day, I will reminisce okay. about my pathetic yeah. baseball career. All right. Let's get I'll another get one more movie. One more movie. You uh, ready? Okay. What do you got? All right. What do you got? For the love of the game. You know, I've never seen that one. That, But is that Kevin Costner also? Yes, sir. It is. Kelly Preston. Yeah, he, he, he just passed away. He, yeah. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's, it was. It, it, I didn't cry, but you could see there's a tear forming. But I did not cry. But that was dust in the air, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. dust in the air. Some allergic mm. uh, uh, reaction or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he cried his eyes out. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think I saw. I saw for the love of the game uh, in the same movie theater that I saw Rudy, which was a very dusty theater. <laughs> it was a very, very, very dusty, dusty theater. theater. We. All right, so it's baseball day, right? It's sure, opening yeah, day. Guess, opening and- day, yeah. End of, end of July. You know, the traditional day where we <laughs> yes. where we start to smell the fresh-cut grass that is somewhat scorched by the mid-winter, mid-summer sun. It's so weird. It's what? We're three and a half, more than three and a half months late starting the season, right? Yeah. We are, we are April, literal, May, we're, June. We're literally eight weeks from the beginning of fall. So literally eight weeks. Ball begins September 22nd. Yeah, there's two games today. Diamondbacks start tomorrow. They're in San Diego. But I was talking to a buddy last night, and I said, you got to just check in with us for a minute on the show. Because I I was more – I played organized basketball when I was a kid. I didn't play any organized baseball. I played a lot of baseball. But I always loved about Little League how you'd have your goofy sponsors. You wouldn't wouldn't be the Yankees or the Mets or the Braves or the Red Sox. You'd be Carl's Plumbing. Uh, it depends on what league you were in, but yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, that did happen, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my buddy Mark, he's from, he's still living on Long Island. You played two years. What what years were these? Sixth grade and seventh grade, but I have to add that seventh grade, I actually only played uh, half a season because my report card came out and uh, my father <laughs> looked at it and said, you're off the team. <laughs> and uh, I didn't finish the year with Bayless and Geist Insurance. There okay, so the year before, who did you play for? Sportorama, which was the local 
sporting goods uh, store on it was on Grand Avenue. That was really that was really close to me. That was like the that was the big time sporting goods store in Baldwin. Right, the only sporting goods place. Yeah, and so that was I'm sure it was much cooler to play for Sportorama than Bayliston and Geist Insurance. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. I could I could identify with uh, Bayless uh, with uh, Sportorama. I didn't quite know what Bayless and Geist Insurance was when I was in sixth grade. And so you guys, as uh, Sportorama, you were the North Baldwin champs, but you you lost in the finals to the South Baldwin champs. That is correct. And the South Baldwin champs were? B'nai Briff. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> B'nai, the, the athletic juggernaut <laughs> from B'nai Brith made their way down. Yeah. You knew you were in trouble when. And, and B'nai Brith, if you don't know, is like a, it's like a Jewish, um, you know, it's, it's a Jewish a community, a community league. Community center, yeah. Yeah, community yeah. league type, type thing. Yeah, so. yeah, like CYO, that they, kind of a deal. And they, they fight anti-Semitism yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, and if there's any place where there's no anti-Semitism, it's sports. <laughs> <laughs> I will say so, I, I played uh, I played two years of organized little league baseball. One year in Foxborough, Massachusetts, uh, and one year in South Boston. And in Foxborough, I played for the Tigers because we in Foxborough they didn't have they didn't do the sponsorship thing. They just they all had yeah. team names. So I played for the Tigers. We were terrible. I went one for the season because I was terrible. I would swing at oh, anything. one hit yeah. for the whole season. Yeah, yeah, I was I was, but it was a triple. So I think well, that's that, should, that should count for something. But I, the, the only reason why I made contact is because my coach, Agnes Cornell, who hopefully is dead now, otherwise she can sue wow. me. No, I just want, don't want the inevitable lawsuit. I don't wish ill upon her. I just don't, I want, I just don't want the lawsuit because I'm bringing her up for the story. She was an abusive head coach. Every time I would swing <laughs> at, the, at the dirt or anything in the sky, you know, anything outside the strike zone, the strike zone was much bigger for me than it was for anybody else, apparently, because I would swing at anything. Agnes would just completely eviscerate me when I would come back to the dugout. Okay. Why do I even have you on this team? Because I can't cut you. Because it's a it's a youth yeah. league. That Coach, kind of stuff. Coaches could say and do anything yeah. pretty much back then. So uh, one game, I uh, I closed my eyes and and pictured Agnes Cornell's skull as I swung the bat at a pitch and actually made contact. So I so I took you know like the flash that I am. <laughs> And, and legged it out. It, the, the ball hit the top of the fence in center field, and I legged out a triple. I was lucky enough to leg out a triple. Next pitch, kid, next kid up at bat, hits one up the middle. I take off to home plate. The shortstop or second baseman, I don't remember, throws to home. I slide. The play at the plate, and I'm called out. Except the catcher dropped the ball. So I'm supposed to be safe. Depends how long he held it. I don't know, but I'm supposed to be safe. Agnes Cornell, the woman who I hated more than anything in the world, the woman who was my nemesis the entire season, came out of that dugout like Tommy Lasorda, ready to take the head off the umpire. It was the most amazing turnabout. It was a heel turn, face turn for the ages. Yes. That Redemption day, is what that was. That day, Agnes Cornell actually gave me a little bit of my dignity back. Nice. So there you go. And then the second year I played for Mar Scaffolding in South Boston, which was, you know. Mars Scaffolding. Mar. Continuing. Continuing. The long tradition, the long connection <laughs> of scaffolding and baseball. Yeah, Mars Scaffolding. They were the, one of the bigger uh, bigger crane companies in Boston. So that nice. was, those are, that's my two-year baseball career. All right. Such as it is. So, it, it, you, listen, we got a little bit of time here. 480-470-KSLX. If you, if you played Little League Baseball with one of those goofy sponsors, if you were like on, you know, Jones... Yeah, Jones Bank. Plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or, or Liz's yeah. Tapestry Shop. Yeah. You know, McDon- had, McDonough Funeral Home. They had all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. So. Getting into a little Little League fun here. I loved Little League. 
and uh, asking, you know, what team you played for when you were playing Little League Baseball. You know, Paul, you had Mar Scaffolding. Mar, uh, and in Boston, it's pronounced Ma. Ma Scaffolding. We were just talking to a buddy of mine who played for Bayless and Geist Insurance, <laughs> a dynasty in Little League Baseball. Also played for Sportorama, which was our sporting goods store in That's, town. That sounds like a, a, a soccer team. Sportorama sounds like a foot. You know, Sportorama FC. Sounds yeah, like a sports, yeah. you know, a, a, a soccer team. It was everybody, you know, if you were into sports, you wanted to work at Sportorama like when you got to be a teenager. That was the coolest thing in the world because yeah. the place smelled like a mitt. Yeah, we had Coleman's uh, yeah. in, when I went to high school in Quincy. And they probably yeah. sponsored a team also. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, yep. sure. So, okay, who sponsored your Little League team? Gaffey Funeral Home. G-A-F-F-E-Y. Yep, there you go. My Little League team. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, see ya. Best player on the team got a free plot. <laughs> <laughs> we buried the play, the opposition. See <laughs> ya. Hi, it's Mark and Neander, Paul. Yes, I played uh, Little League Baseball down southeast in Arizona. Our team uh, sponsor was the Odd Fellows. <laughs> the Odd Fellows Hall, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good morning, it's Mark and Neander, Paul. I played Little League for McAlpine Drugs. McAlpine Drugs. Nice. (laughs) Still there. Hi, it's Mark Neanderthal. I played for Oxygen Service. Oxygen Service. Oxygen Service. (laughs) That is a a tank in the the dugout there. Yes, absolutely. It's a slow game. Don't let any of your players get get winded there. Yeah. what is the Oddfellows? Oddfellows is like Knights of Columbus. It's it's, oh, okay. it's a fraternal. It's a fraternal oh, organization, right. but it's just got a great name, Oddfellows. And there's like a, it's I, I think it's it's Masons for lazy guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't. I you know Oddfellows. I just always I always loved it because you drive past and say, oh look, Oddfellows Hall, and you're like, what the hell is that? And I thought, well, maybe it's a sanatorium or something like that. But no, it's just a, it's a fraternal order like Knights okay. of Columbus and the Lions Club and that kind of Kiwanis. I don't know that I've ever heard Whatever of it. Is. Yeah, Oddfellows huh. Hall. All right then. Yeah. All right, so that was. That was fun. Those are the typical names. You know, those would be the sponsors of the Little League team in your, in your little town, you know. Actually, the guy said McAlpine Drugs was from here. You know, it was like a mom and pop for, uh, pharmacy. But, yeah. And, but and you I don't see those anymore. I don't even know. Uh, do they even allow, like, like I don't want to say corporate, but do they allow sponsorship for Little League anymore? I don't know. Because yeah, I'm guessing that, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I believe there's some, you know, there might be a, you know, payola scandal going on there. You never know. I know they don't allow the coaches to scream in the kids' faces yeah. anymore like what they used to when we were kids. Yeah, dude, my co- Agnes Cornell had a cooler in the dugout. I'm, I'm not kidding. It was a cooler in the dugout, and she always had, you know, a sippy cup with something in it. Yeah, probably a cigarette also. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. is Jesse. It's time for you guys to time out for Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking time out for Spanish. We've got Greg from Goodyear on the phone and he is going to play with us here for a KSLX holiday shirt <laughs> as we scrape the bottom of the prize closet. Let it snow, let it snow, <laughs> let it snow. So Greg, here's how we play. We give you a Spanish language phrase and then you translate it using three english choices can you do this you good yearian <laughs> i think i can do that all right here comes your spanish phrase la vida es como una caja de chocolates no dura mucho si estás gorda did you hear that go ahead one more time all right you got it la vida es como una caja de chocolates no dura mucho si estás gorda. All right, does that phrase translate into A, if I had to describe myself in three words, lazy. <laughs> 
B, I overdosed on Viagra once. Hardest day of my life. <laughs> or C, <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates. Doesn't last long if you're fat. Which one is it? Uh, I guess we'll have to go with C there, huh? Yes, you will have to All go with right. C. Congratulations. Even though, even though number two sounded pretty good. Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't recommend it. Trust me. No. <laughs> All right, man. Hang on the line. You've won. Thank you. Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. Um, we got a guy here who wanted to talk about something that we've been talking about for the last couple of days and the last week or so, which is uh, it's just a Mark and Neanderthal suggestion. Tip plus 10. Okay, I remember that. This is where we're asking people to give uh, 10 bucks more than the tip would be if you're going out to a restaurant or something like that because um, capacity has been limited to 50% of whatever the occupancy limits are. So if a place is, allows 100 people in, they can only bring 50 people in, which means everybody working there has had their income cut in half. So we're asking you, if you can, to give 10 bucks more than you normally would on a tip. Uh, I want to tell you, my wife and I went out. We haven't been out for a while. We've gone out twice within the last week and a half. And we did it and we told the servers and the first one literally cried. She was so crazy excited about it. And the second one almost started crying. So I, I just tell them to really get the word out. These people, I mean, it means a huge difference to them when we're doing it. I mean, way more than, you know, the 10 bucks means to us. These people literally, the first one started to cry. She was so crazily uh, caught off guard by it. So we should talk about that more and ba basically make the goal to make people cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, seriously, no. though, thank you. Thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. I'm sure they yeah. obviously they appreciated it. And that's great of you to do. Yeah. In fact, I told her, I said that was not the reaction we were going for. So, yeah, you, you get it. <laughs> yes. Thank you for checking in. Appreciate that. And thank you for doing that. So tip list. And again, if, if you, can. you can. Yeah. And again, that ten dollars, just as he said, yeah. is the difference between your meal might be a little bit more expensive, but their life could be changed. Yeah, for a month, you could be taking care of their bills for the month. You know, right now it's really become a case of people who are not struggling and people who are struggling. So if you're one of the ones who's not struggling, it's a nice way to help out some who are. It's a little baby step. It's a little way we try to do to you know make things. Make the world a little bit better. It's a little effort that goes a long way. Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. 
Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 